Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, this is Archbishop Perez with a special message recognizing the incredible work of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. In 2015, its founders were inspired by the World Meeting of Families and the visit of Pope Francis to create a pastoral ministry in Philadelphia for the benefit of families facing relationship crisis. The foundation ministers to struggling families and individuals through a confidential prayer line, pastoral appointment with priests, retreats, and much more. I'm deeply grateful for the work of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. In a short time, it has already strengthened and sustained hundreds of families. For more information about this pastoral ministry, please visit the website on your screen and join me in praying for families throughout a local church. May God bless you abundantly. Hello, and welcome to a podcast from the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith at nonatus.org. We are a nonprofit 501c3 in Philadelphia, where we make national pastoral outreach to families in crisis. And I'm really pleased to have you watch this beautiful podcast with two experts in the field of human trafficking, anti-human trafficking, and they are from Dawn's Place at ahomefordawn.org. We have Mary DeFusco. She is an attorney. And we also have Sister Megan Patterson, who is a sister of St. Joseph in the Philadelphia area. Welcome to both of you. And thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Again. Yes. Now, during this podcast, we are going to learn about a home for Dawn. And so, first of all, I would wonder, I wondered if either of you could just tell the audience a little bit about Home for Dawn. Well, Dawn's Place is a home. It's also a program of, of sexual trauma recovery therapy um, for women who are victims of what we call commercial sexual exploitation, which covers the whole gamut, sex trafficking, um, prostitution, pornography, et cetera, et cetera. Women who desperately want to come get out of the life come to us, and we offer not just the sexual trauma but they go out if they need it for drug or alcohol treatment. We offer job pl training, placement, education, ESL. I mean, there's just, we pretty much do whatever the women need. Um, but the expert on that, the real expert on that is Sister Megan, who's our executive director. Um, it's my privilege to be the president of the board of Dawn's Place. And I was lucky enough, I was blessed enough, I should say, to have co-founded Dawn's Place with three religious sisters from different orders. Um, sister Teresita Hinnigan was a medical mission sister. Uh, sister Terry Shields was a Holy Rosary sister. And Sister Kathleen Cull is a sister of St. Joseph. Um, and I was lucky enough to meet up with them and we were blessed to found Dawn's Place. So that's the backstory of Dawn's Place. Oh, that's beautiful. And Sister Megan, you are the executive director. Tell us a little bit about your role. That's correct. So as the executive director here, we have two homes. We have the main house, Dawn's Place, and then Teresita House, which is named for Sister Teresita, one of the founders. That's our transitional home. So after the women graduate from Dawn's Place, they can come over to our transitional home for an additional six months if they need to. 
And we have, I oversee the, the running of both houses, um, the programmatic aspects, the development, financial, all of the above. And we have 10 staff members on our, we have a, um, a part-time therapist, a full-time case manager, an assistant residential coordinator and a residential coordinator, both of whom are survivors and graduates of Don's Place themselves, which is really amazing for the women coming in to have other women on staff who have experienced some of the things that they've experienced and can talk to them on a level that someone who hasn't experienced commercial sexual exploitation just can't understand fully. And we also have a, another graduate who is part of our overnight staff. We're, we're operated 24-7. So there's always a staff member in the house with the women for safety reasons, to answer any questions they might have, just to be here as a listening ear and to you know direct them in, in the right way. So there, there's a lot that we do here at Dawn's Place to help women get back on their feet after they've experienced such horrible traumas. Mm. Thank you both so much for all that you do. Now, we also have a PowerPoint that Mary is going to share with us. So I'd love to hear and for our audience to be able to watch this presentation. Right. Let me go ahead. Can you guys see the screen? Yes. Yes. All right. Awesome. So um, basically, and, and I like to direct people to our website um, because right off the bat, you, you can find out the history of Dawn's Place. You can find out what Dawn's Place is doing at any given time. Um, and it's it's really important, I think, for people to understand the impact of what for so many years people considered a victimless crime. I'm a public defender. And when I started 40 years ago in the public defender's office, I thought prostitution was a victimless crime. I thought it was like, you know, illegal lottery, right? They used to teach us in law school that it was malum prohibitum. That meant that it was only bad because it was prohibited, that it had nothing wrong with it in and of itself. And then I started to see the women. And when I saw the women, and I saw how they cycled in and out of jail, I, like most people in the criminal justice system, thought that this was a question of drug and alcohol addiction. But in fact, it was it was much deeper than that. And I'm not sure why, but the PowerPoint isn't letting me go forward or back. Hmm. I'm going to stop screen share for one sec and see if I can get it to move elsewhere. Give me a sec. My apologies. Not sure why this isn't working now. It was working fine a minute ago. But that's the nature of the beast, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Sometimes okay, if so you go PowerPoint to is working a PowerPoint, you can um, do it that way. Just go to the page and uh, proceed to the next one. Okay. So let me try again. Okay. So we're going to go from the beginning. All right, you see the screen, right? Mm -hmm. And it's working, yay. Yeah, okay. It's okay. <laughs> so um, I like to talk when I talk to people, and we do talk to a lot of groups because it's part of our um, part of our reality that we raise awareness. That's part of our ministry as well. So we talk to a lot of different groups about the reality of commercial sexual exploitation. And when I started talking about this issue, which was even before Dawn's Place began, it was maybe the year 2003, five or so, I got a lot of jokes from lawyers um, because I, I was running what we call CLE programs, continuing legal education programs. That's my job. I'm the trainer at the Defender Association. And all I got was, oh, commercial sexual exploitation of women. Ha ha ha. You should call me. I'm the expert, blah, blah. 
And I wondered, you know, where did people get this idea that this is funny? We did have that program early on. We had a survivor speak. And afterwards, the lawyers came to me that you could have heard a pin drop in a room full of 100 lawyers. And they were like, I had no idea. Oh, my gosh, I had no idea. So now I found a way to try to get everyone to reach that realization point without necessarily speaking to a survivor. And what I do is I show this. These are faces. These are actual mugshots of women arrested for prostitution. This is their first eight arrests for prostitution and only for prostitution, not drug addiction or anything else or drug possession or anything. And they were taken by a detective in, I think it was Denver, but don't quote me on that, um, so that the rest of us could see what he was seeing. So this is June, and this is June's first arrest. This is June's second arrest. This is her third, her fourth, her fifth, her sixth, her seventh, and her eighth. This is Courtney's first arrest. And Courtney, and again, these are pseudonyms that I'm using. Courtney's arrests all occur within a one-year period. Look how young she is. Second arrest, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. This is Jane, first arrest, beautiful, no sign of drug addiction, no sign of ill health. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth arrest. This is Mary, first arrest, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Now let me show those again. First and, and eighth arrest in a two-year period, June. Courtney in a one-year period, Jane. And finally, Mary. In the second photo, all of these women look like refugees from a war zone. That's the reality of prostitution, the so-called victimless crime. We could not get a handle on it in criminal justice because we were running around arresting the victims. And that's not how you end crime, right? So the solution that criminal justice had for this problem was this. This is a photo of the Philadelphia County prisons. And it's a massive complex. And you can see down at the bottom of the screen what looks like a series of white boxes. That's the new, the new prison. And next to it, um, near very bottom center of the screen is the uh, Riverside Correctional Facility, which was for many years just for women. And that's where women charged with prostitution would go. On average, it was about 100 women at any given time in the jails in Philadelphia charged with prostitution. And of course, nobody offered them any help. Nobody offered them any solutions. Everybody thought it was drug addiction. They would go to drug programs. They would fail out of drug programs. They would go back to jail over and over and over and over and over again. Until finally somebody decided that what these women needed was sexual trauma recovery therapy. And that was the reason that we founded Dawn's Place, because this is the alternative to that. This is Dawn's Place. We, were we had decided that we wanted to make, first off, every woman gets her own room. We wanted to make it as beautiful, as welcoming, as homey as possible. 
right? So we took a great deal of care setting up each room. It does not look like a shelter. It is not a shelter. It is a home. It is a program for women. There are in Dawn's place, 10 bedrooms, five bathrooms, um, just to make sure that we have everything that the women need, right? We have beautiful and large living areas, right? And we do all of this without a dime from the government, <laughs> without a dime from any governmental entity. We do this with donations, right? It's people who donate. It is also grants, foundations, and the religious orders of sisters, God bless them, have been amazing. They have supported us from the very beginning. And we are always in danger of closing our doors, but we, we carry on from the very beginning when we had a building and we didn't even have a dollar. We, it's always been the grace of God. It's always been a gift. But what we ask for, we're asking for what we call the angels of Dawn's Place, right? We need people to step up to be angels. If you go to a homefordawn.org, you can set up a monthly donation. And that's what we're looking for, our donating angels that make Dawn's Place possible to make it continue to help women, to get women out, to offer women the, the escape that they so desperately want and can't do on their own. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the story. That's the reality of commercial sexual exploitation. And this is how Dawn's Place combats it. Wow, thank you so much. I would just ask if you could uh, stop the screen share yeah. so we could come back. Um, that was a profound example for us. And I, th I think the visuals really help for people to see sort of those before and afters. Uh, is there anything else that either of you want to share about Dawn's Place? I know we're taping this at the end of 2023, but it's being aired in 2024. And I know that I believe that is uh, sexual exploitation awareness month is it january january is human trafficking awareness month. human trafficking awareness month mm -hmm. is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience about that i think it's just important for people who are listening to know that this is happening it, it's happening in your neighborhoods you know i think it's easy to think of sex trafficking or sexual exploitation as a child being snatched from the streets. And that's horrible. And that does happen. But the reality for the women that we deal with at Dawn's Place is that they were exploited. They were trafficked by someone they know, by family members. Um, we have mothers who sold their daughter to, for their own, you know, to pay for their own drug habit or pay for rent or pay for medicine. There's, there's a lot of reasons why someone would find themselves in this situation, but to not dismiss it, you know, it, it is happening. It's happening in, in every area. It's not just happening in Kensington, in Philadelphia, it's happening all over the place. And through technology, you know, women are receiving text messages and men too, you know, some men are, there are men that are impacted by this. We deal solely with women at Dawn's place and the women that we have, we also don't charge them anything. We don't make them pay rent you know, they come here, we in fact, give them a stipend um, if they don't have any other source of income so that they can make sure that they have the personal needs and the personal items that they want. When they come into their room and they get the key to their bedroom, for some of them, it's the first time they've ever had a key. They've ever had a place of their own. We believe very firmly that they should have their own bedroom. They get to take the bedding with them when they leave. So we're constantly replacing the pillows, the 
bedspreads, the towels, the robes, the, just so that the women can take something with them and have a fresh start when they successfully leave us at Dawn's place. That so, is beautiful. You know, can, if I can just add one thing to what sister Megan said, I mean, it's amazing to me that people do not realize that this type of thing is happening in their own neighborhood. And I distinctly recall, and will never forget a young woman many years ago asked by a judge who said, I'm not asking you why, you know, you got into this, but I'm asking if you know why you got into this. And what she said was this, she said, oh, I know. She said, I was a straight A student at Neshaminy High School in Bucks County. Hmm. She said, I was in reading Olympics. I taught underprivileged kids how to read. She said, and my, my first boyfriend pimped me out when I was 14. Hmm. And once she got in, she couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's really why we're here. Um, people don't see it. They see it either as well as some other country where this is happening, or maybe it's somebody whose parents are just so drug addicted. And, and that happens too. All of these are true scenarios. Not, none of them are false. But the reality is, no matter where you live, you have women who are vulnerable and girls, especially who are vulnerable to the type of sexual exploitation that ultimately resolves in commercial sexual exploitation where they're trapped and they can't, excuse me, they can't get out. Thank you so much for educating us. And thank you for all the great work that you do at Dawn's Place. And I just want to say that website again, a homefordawn.org. Do either of you have final words or anything that you want to share about what's coming up in 2024? Sister Megan? Um, so during Human Trafficking Awareness Month, if, if anybody wants to friend us on our social media sites, on Facebook, Instagram, we will have uh, some education and events posted. We also are celebrating our 15th anniversary next year with an event that, again, will be posted on social media. We can send out an email. It'll be at the Flowertown Country Club in Philadelphia. Um, on April 18th, 2024. So friend us on all of those sites so that more information, you can get more information about that. That is wonderful. We hope to get folks to come out. We hope to get folks to support us, especially as monthly donors. No amount is too small. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to be supported by like tons and tons of people who each give a tiny amount, maybe all they can afford, but just do it regularly every month. That is the lifeblood of small organizations that like us that over time help women. And over the years, we've helped over 200 women. Um, which is extraordinary when you consider how difficult it is to get women out of this lifestyle and, and how um, sometimes demoralizing for those people who work, say, in drug and alcohol programs and see the same women cycling in and cycling out. And they're amazed at how effective programs like Dawn's Place that are all about love and caring and acceptance, what a difference they can make when they offer that sexual trauma recovery therapy in a in a clean a healthy, loving environment. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm asking for everybody to come on over to our website and be our angels. That's right. And I would like to invite our audience, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith to please do check out a homefordawn.org. And if anyone would like to learn more about us, again, our website is nonatus.org. We offer a free pastoral consultations with, with a Mercedarian friar, they're priests in the greater Philadelphia area. God bless, and we'll see you next time.
The St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith was founded in 2015 by the Mercedarian Religious Order with a mission to make pastoral outreach to families in crisis. The friars came together after attending the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia with hopes of creating a foundation which could help those families and individuals who have faced tough times and need to know that the church cares and is there to help. Since that time when we were founded, the foundation has helped hundreds of families by offering prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and programs and events. Whether it is something to do with divorce or separation, trauma, job loss, loss of a loved one, relationship issues, or other crisis, the foundation has seen lives transformed through the services we provide. Pope Francis has referred to our world as a field hospital, where there are a great deal of individuals and families who feel abandoned and they need the special outreach of those who truly care and wish to show the face of God to others. As a foundation, that is what we do every day, and we're grateful to people like you who help to make a difference for families in crisis. Please pray for us and for our mission. Would you consider a one-time or recurring gift? Please go to nonatus.org to donate. Thank you sincerely from all of us at the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith.